Let's go. Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today, I'm super excited to have Jeff Van Ostrin on the podcast. Uh, Jeff is a loan officer over at Movement Mortgage, closed $145 million in 2020, which is ridiculous, 325 closed deals. Thank you so much for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on here. Appreciate it. Uh, Awesome, man. Awesome. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, obviously I talked a little bit about all your, your big accolades and stuff like that, but just tell us a little bit about kind of your journey into being in this space um, and what that's kind of looked like over the years. Yeah, man, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long winded story, but I'll try and give you a, a little bit of an abbreviated one. I attended the University of Washington in Seattle. I uh, grew up in the Northwest. I was a finance major at UW. Uh, I knew I wanted to do something that was a mix of, of people skills and finance. Uh, didn't really want to go the financial advising route. I felt like if I was going to be judged by my production as a financial advisor, I would be making wealthy people wealthier. And that just isn't super intrinsically rewarding to me. So uh, it kind of led me down the path to mortgage lending. Um, and it's, it's just uh, the perfect mix. Uh, there's just so much reward that comes from helping home buyers into their new homes. It's a huge accomplishment. It's a milestone in most people's lives. It's usually the largest debt they take on in their life. Um, you know, I don't think loan officers should ever underestimate the impact that they have on people's livelihood. Um, Absolutely. Their, future, their family. It's not just the roof over their head. It's where people are making memories. And uh, it's also usually the the largest line item in their monthly budget is their housing payment. So there's a lot of different reasons why uh, mortgage lending, I think, is impactful in people's lives. And that's why I do what I do and what makes me tick. And um, started out as, as a personal banker at Bank of America, actually. That was my first job out of school. Nice. And, uh, I did a tiny bit of mortgage lending, mostly just the, you know, the order taker. Most of us loan officers that don't work at the banks um, kind of frown upon the order taker loan officer that are at some of these too big to fail banks. And uh, I'm living proof of that. Like I know where my roots lie and where I got my start and where I got my taste of mortgage lending. And it was absolutely the the stereotype that I think many of us think of. You know, I was baby faced, young, uh, driven, but not educated and and not an expert at my craft yet. And sure. uh, I know that I had highly educated clientele that was sitting across from me in the University Village branch, which is a popular shopping area in downtown Seattle and uh, kind of an affluent area. And uh, there were people that were talking mortgage with me that clearly knew more than I did. <laughs> I was supposed to be facilitating their loan. So that's where things started. And little by little by little just grew from there. But I could tell, I could tell from day one of touching loans how impactful it could be and got me to, to uh, really 
fire up a passion for for mortgage lending and and here we are um, 15 15 plus years later love it man love it and so i think what's cool too is you talk about impactful i think the other thing to remember with uh, mortgage and, and real estate, right? Is that, I, th- I, don't, I don't know what the exact number is, but the average homeowner is many times wealthier than a renter, right? And so not only are you, um, you know, helping them build these memories and things like that, but you're also helping them build wealth because, you know, one of the things that I even think about is we bought our house in 2015 for 390 here in California. I think it's worth now about 600. Um, maybe more because you could, you know, someone put in a hundred thousand dollar offer over asking <laughs> or something. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like how else could I have saved 200 and whatever, almost, almost $300,000, um, or maybe 200 and whatever, 220,000, I guess it is. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have saved that in six years. That's crazy. Um, and, yeah. and that's, that's the, the power of, of real estate and, and, and doing this for people. But again, I, I love that you're talking about family memories, things like that. Cause those are the intangibles that come along with, um, yeah, real estate and mortgage. Right. Um, right. Right. So, so tell me now, a little bit about, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'm an, I'm as analytical as you can find somebody, but, uh-huh. uh, and I can nerd out on mortgage lending and numbers as, as well as, as anybody, but, uh, but it's the intangibles and it's the intrinsic stuff that makes me tick. That's just, it speaks to me. That's my upbringing, very service oriented family. And so it's the, it's the, the wins that the clients have and the wins that the agent partners have and the, and the smiles on people's faces and stuff like that's, that's really what does it for me. Um, is, is what we do lucrative. Absolutely. It can be lucrative, but I think that if you keep your focus on serving and you take care of people, all the rest of the, you know, everything else takes care of itself, but you need, you need to genuinely care about the success of your clients and your business partners. And I think that's, that's really what has carried the torch for me in my business. Yeah, man. And, and, and I, I love that because that's, I mean, that's the differentiator, I think between, you know, the, what they, what do they call them? The desk jockeys or, you know, people that work at the bank, things like that. It's just like someone's taking orders and they're just hey okay, well you have 20% down. All right. We're just going to put you into this conventional when, you know, maybe that doesn't make sense or maybe it makes sense for them to, to, to save 15% and only put down 5% and then they have extra cash flow or, you know, whatever that looks like, or, right. you know, refinancing potentially into a higher rate so that you can, you know, use that for cash out. You can invest in property, things like that, that a lot of times uh, people don't think about. And it's just all about what's the easiest, what's the easiest thing to fit someone in versus what's the best thing for them. And I think that makes a big difference between the people that are, you know, obviously advisors on top of, you know, being just a loan officer, right? Yeah. Anybody can originate a loan, but, um, I think being able to be a mortgage planner, someone that can actually help you build wealth, save money, things like that, uh, that, that goes a long way. Um, so real quick, tell me a little bit about, I mean, this probably hasn't always been, I mean, I don't think it's ever been easy, but uh, you clearly had a crazy year last year. Um, talk a little bit about the journey. What did it look like, right? I mean, it was probably a little bit rocky here and there. So, so talk a little bit about that, man. <laughs> a little a little bit rocky. <laughs> understatement. <laughs> a lot of yeah. rocky is probably more accurate. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a crazy business that we're in, right? Real estate and mortgage is just full of surprises. It's full of curveballs. There's never a dull moment. I think that for, for um, mortgage junkies like myself, I mean, that's what that's what keeps you coming back for more is like nobody's got the same. It's not the same loan 
ever really i mean right, very right. rarely everybody's got a different story everybody's got a different a snowflake job history a different asset situation self-employed w2 uh, you know loan program all sorts of different things there's just so many intricacies to what we do and so there's just there's so much variety and variety is the spice of life so i think that uh you know the journey most definitely involved guidelines knowledge and and loan products that just came over time that you just can't teach it. You know, you just have to be in the trenches. I, I have a different perspective now than I did when I was young. And uh, there is something to be said for like, you can't replace the time, you know, the time and the energy that's been invested uh, gets you to where you are today. But uh, as far as like the, the dynamic of being a, a solo, like one man band loan officer to, having, you know, two full-time team members now that work exclusively with me, um, hopefully looking to bring on a third here in the not too distant future to continue to grow. Um, Cause that's, I don't like being stagnant. I don't like staying put. I definitely don't want to go backwards. And so to keep the growth going, I think you need to continue to surround yourself with like-minded people and team up with the best of the best so that you can continue to, um, you know, build the brand and build the reputation and close more business. But um, I was kind of a control freak. uh, And to some extent still am, I think you you never really give up some of that. But, but early on in my career, I kind of took this attitude of like, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do everything from beginning to end. I'm going to touch everything. I'm going to look at every document. I'm going to file everything away. Like nobody does it as well as me. Nobody's going to be as thorough as me. Nobody's going to be as detailed as me. So I need to do it. And that's not, that's not true. (laughs) It's just not true. Uh, I had myself convinced of that early on, but it's, it's really not scalable And at the time I wasn't thinking like a business owner. I was thinking like a, a a loan officer (laughs) and you had a uh, job J O B. Yeah. And you know, there's so many pieces to the puzzle and mortgage lending is nothing more than assembly line of paperwork, right? Like let's call a spade a spade. It's thankfully nowadays it's digital, but it really is an assembly line of paperwork. And because it's an assembly line of paperwork is the highest and best use of, of our time as loan officers spent doing the paperwork stuff and, you know, marking boxes and clicking mouses and moving milestones and all that stuff. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I right. know so. I know so. It's not the best use of a loan officer's time. And so the, the growth and expansion came with, you know, kind of just a basic exercise of like, let's do a brain dump of all of the things that we have to do in a day. Let's list out all of the things that have to happen on a client file. And after listing off all of those things, go through and highlight or mark which things you shouldn't be doing, don't like doing, um, aren't passionate about doing, and the thing, and then identify the things that are money-making activities that are enjoyable activities and things that, that you love doing on a daily basis, and then figure out a way to surround yourself and partner with people that you can edify to do those job duties on each file that you shouldn't be doing or don't want to do 
aren't happy doing. And they're, they're just like we're playing the numbers game with clients, just like we're playing the numbers game with realtors, business partners, you know, it's, it's a numbers game in finding the right team members as well, because there's plenty of fish in the sea and there are people with personalities, uh, you know, disc test. If you're somebody that's into disc tests, like personality, trying to figure out what makes them tick and, and where they're the best fit in, in the team. Um, there are people that are passionate about doing the things that you don't like doing. And so doesn't it just make sense to get yourself a team member that is thrilled to do the things that you as a loan officer hate doing. Right. And then with the right synergy and the right chemistry and the right, uh, file flow, you can get one plus one to equal three. I I think you can find a synergy to where we're better together than we are individually. And that's, that's where things have really started to come into, you know, come to fruition for me. Uh, that's, that's, that's amazing, man. Because like, I agree hundred percent, man, there's a, there's a certain level that you go through, right? As an entrepreneur, as a, as a salesperson, as, as a business owner, you kind of go through this phase of like, I do it all myself because well, one, that's all you've ever known, right? You, you have to grind at the beginning to, to get to the point where now you can think about maybe bringing someone on. But the, the problem is we generally think about it too late, right? So we're at the point where I'm already working eight, 10 hours a day, maybe 12 hours a day. Like, how am I going to have the capacity to show someone else how to do these things? Yep. Right. But the reality is, like you said, like find the things that you don't like to do, you don't want to do, you shouldn't be doing. Like as a loan officer, like you should probably spend the majority of your time doing sales, like revenue generating activities. Um, and, and any of the paperwork type of stuff needs to be pushed on to someone else, right? Processing, chasing docs, things like that. I mean, obviously, if you have to step in on a fire, like, sure. Um, but the reality is there's people out there, and, and I had to learn this. I was trying to do operations, systems, sales, marketing, plumbing. I, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, like it, it was just like we, we try to do everything. And, and part of it is, one, we're, we're, we're inherently lazy. And from the standpoint of, of not lazy in the sense that we don't work hard, but it's easier to take the path of least resistance, which is just doing it yourself most of the time versus having to – put together systems, put together processes in order to fit someone into it, right? And a lot of times people are like, well, there's no good people out there. And generally it's not so much that there's not good people, it's that they get put into systems where they're where they're set up to fail a lot of times as well. Um, and I think that's the big piece of growth is like finding the right people, but also making sure that you have the right systems uh, and the right transparency in place to, so that you're like, here, here's how, this is how it needs to be done. This is what it needs to look like. And the other thing too, is to take into account a systems oriented person thinks very differently than, you know, someone like me and you, right? Sales, marketing type of uh, oriented people were generally a little bit more disorganized. Systems are just like, all right, well, what? Like, you know, it's like where someone else is like, no, we, we have to follow this process. If we don't follow this process that everything's going to break, you know? And so like, you also have to understand personalities and, and how people interact. Um, and, and so there's, there's a lot of moving parts. So talk a little bit about that, man. I mean, I know you've grown your team, Talk about how you're kind of doing that and managing it and, and continuing to grow. Because I think for myself, growing a team has been maybe the hardest, but most rewarding thing at the same time. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what, what it looks like on your side. Yeah, man. I mean, the best, the best way to describe it is short-term pain for long-term gain. I, I really think that 
building the team takes a lot of work and takes a lot of sacrifice and it's really hard to find good people. It is. And that that goes for any business. It's not just marketing. It's not just mortgage lending. I mean, I think the same could be said of almost every business in a capitalistic society, you know, like no one's going to have as much passion or energy or focus on the business than you, the owner. Yep. You, know, you, Luke, the owner of the marketing company or, or me, the owner of my mortgage business, we can't, ex- it's not fair for us to expect that anybody nope. is going to go about their job as passionately and, and with the same work ethic that we have, but you can find people that come close and that are hyper, hyper focused on the things that they do best. And, you know, I've, I've hit some bumps and taken some lumps and it is what it is. Like, I think it just comes with growth, but uh, I haven't, even the team members that I have today are not the, they're not the team members that were with me throughout the journey. Well, one person has been with me for, uh, I think coming close to, to five years now. And another team member just joined forces with me like four weeks ago. Right. And he's a stud and he's absolutely amazing. And there's no doubt in my mind that he's the right person at the right time for the position. And he's kind of my right hand person where if I'm pitching opportunity to our team, he's catching and he's, he's uh, kind of loan officer assistant uh, junior LO type of, of mold. Um, and then the other team member of mine that has been with me for almost five years is kind of like contract to close person, like really uh, handholding and, and babysitting the process from beginning to end to make sure that we are doing things with, with speed, with attention to detail, with customer service, and, and really trying to deliver you know, a red carpet, white glove type experience for every client. And that, you know, each of those pieces is invaluable for, for me and the team dynamic that we're trying to build, but I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop with just the three of us. That's where we are today. And, you know, to go back in time a little bit to, to where I started and then to get to where I am today. Um, another, another, you know, piece of the experience that I want to shed light on so that, you know, hopefully somebody can draw some, some, uh, wisdom from it and, and help out in your journey through life and through, through life as a loan officer. But you know, the, the person that you are and the loan officer that you are when you're single and have no family responsibilities, don't have a significant other, aren't married, don't have children. Like the grinder that I was back in the day is definitely not someone that I can afford to be today unless I want to end up divorced, unless I want to end up with, you know, a a broken family unit where, you know, I have limited time to see my kids and, and not with my loving wife and all these things, right? Like I don't, I don't want that. And you, I do think that if you're an entrepreneur and you're driven to the level that people like you, Luke, and, and I am are like, you got to create some boundaries. You you really do need to find uh, a balance. And that's, easier said than done still a work in progress to this day. Right. Um, I I'm proud to say that I do like ongoing marriage counseling and it's, it's not because me and my wife are like on the fritz or, or, or anything like that. It's just a, it's a, it's a, um, 
oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just necessary maintenance. You know, it's like going and getting an oil coach. in your car, right? You just well, it's a coach. People people don't people don't think yeah. twice when someone gets a marketing coach, a sales coach, a mindset coach, a business coach, or maybe they do. But in my circle, you know, I surround myself with people that are like super like into personal development. I mean, I, I'd have all of those. I have a business coach, a mindset coach, uh, a systems coach, but it's like, of course, like everybody thinks as soon as you have a marriage coach, like that's a, that's a bad thing. But the reality is, you know, we, we do hard things on a regular basis. And I think it's especially true for people that are entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, because you might be working with an organization, but ultimately you're an entrepreneur, right? As, especially as a loan officer, you're, you're ultimately an entrepreneur. You get to create your own destiny. Yeah. Within the confines of someone else's business, but you're still like, you're, you're your own entity pretty much within that business. Yep. Um, if you, if you do it the right way. Right. Um, and I just think it's super important because we do hard things, right? We're dealing with hard things all day long. And, um, and then what ends up happening is you give your family the leftovers, right? You give them the leftovers at the end of the day. And I, I even still find myself, I've, I've, I've opened up boundaries like a lot, but you know, I still find myself getting stuck in the, like, you know, once, when there's a particularly stressful week, like coming home and like checking Slack and checking email and, you know, making sure nothing's broken um, and, and not being present. And I think, right. you know, and then your is, wife's like, damn it, Luke, put the damn phone away. Yeah, yes, like, yes. Kids want a dad and I want a husband and I want you to be present, right? Yep. yep. Not just physically present, but mentally and emotionally present, right? hundred percent. That's, that's, that's the, uh, hitting the nail on the head for me and what I know I'm guilty of at times. And so, you know, trying to bring this full circle, like, why did I even go back and bring that up? Well, you know, I, I do think the two go hand in hand because the need and desire for team and systems and protocol and process and making improvements in each of these areas was driven by, the desire and for, for wanting family and, and wanting to settle down and wanting a relationship. Right. And then there's only so many hours in the day and how we can't be all things to all people. And so how do we get it all done? How can we be a, a thriving business owner and also have like a thriving family life? And I think you have to, you have to have team. You have to have people that you can turn to and lean on to get certain things done in your business and, and not be the one that's trying to do it all. You know, you right, can't right, afford right. to be the control freak. You can't afford to be um, too prideful to, to give up some of the, the reins. You know, we can't, we can't take that attitude of like, nobody's going to do this better than me. I'm going to do this, 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 everything, everything. Get out of my way. Everybody stay out of my way. I'm going to do it all. I think it's a horrible move. Um, you know, it's severely limiting in this space and you just can't grow without having team systems, process, protocol. That's, that's really where, that's really where the fun stuff starts happening. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what excites me to this day, even after doing it for 15 years, you know, the challenges that you face in the business years down the road uh, are very different very, very different. And, um, it's like new territory, new, new challenges, new obstacles to overcome. And it's, you know, bouncing ideas off of people like you, Luke, and, and, you know, sharing stories and sharing experiences and learning from other like-minded people that have been in those places or faced with these, uh, situations and, and then learn from them. And we don't need, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, 
you can you can kind of steal bits and pieces of what works for other people and then just put a personal spin on it and make it your own so that it fits for you and your team. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that. And because it's it is important, right? And I think, you know, for the people who are married or not married, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. And I know people love to work. Um, but it's funny, because I had a, a buddy of mine, really good buddy of mine in, in, in the marketing space. And we were at a mastermind, he starts talking about like, Oh, well, you know, what I want is I want freedom. Da, 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 da. And then he proceeds to talk about his three or four different businesses that he has, and he's working 16 hour days. And like, one of the leaders was like, that doesn't sound like freedom to me. And then he just kind of like stopped and he's like, it's funny because now he's like really kind of trying, you know, he still has a bunch of businesses and stuff, but he's like really trying to pull back and like do the things like spend time and he has a girlfriend and things like that. So it's like, it's great to just see the the, the growth when you just take a step back uh, and, and really look at, at what are like, because a lot of times people are very reactive with, with how they structure their life, right? Yeah, you became a loan officer. There's some sort of purpose there somewhere, but what is the actual reason? Like, why are you, are you building this empire? Like, what's it for? Cause I had the same thing happen. Like I was like building this for my family. And in, in the big January of 2020, my wife's like, you haven't been around for two years. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, that just hurt. It just yeah. hurt because, yeah. cause it was like, okay, I'm building this for them. But like, at what cost? Like, am I going to lose my family to build the, the empire of my, you know, what I want to do. Like uh, to me, that's not worth it. That cost is much too heavy of a burden that, that you know, it's, it's, it's too much. Right. So, um, so kind of s- switching gears here a little bit to get back into the, I love this stuff, but you know, we can talk about this all day, but uh, you know, pre pre-show obviously you're like, man, I'm, I'm not doing anything different, you know, because obviously we're, this show is all about, Hey, how are you doing things differently to go get that business? But clearly, I mean, you closed 325 loans, 145 million, as a single producer, right? I know you have a team of people helping on the back end, but you're doing something. You're doing something, right? Um, so, so, so tell us a little bit about that. What are you, what are you doing to one go get business? And the other thing too, I guess we can talk about is you moved from uh, Seattle or Washington down here uh, to California, um, mm-hmm. and uh, your and your business still grew. You weren't boots on the ground. So I think those are two different topics. Sorry to throw all this at you, but I think there's a couple of things we could talk about real quick. Oh, I mean, I think it all goes hand in hand. Um, I've, I've leaned heavily on technology and advancements in technology over the years as, as mortgage has evolved and as technology has evolved. I, I just think that systematizing things comes so much easier by leveraging technology. And um, there's always going to be a people element to what we do. And, and the expertise and the guidance and the coaching and the teaching and um, the interpersonal connection, all of those things are, are not to be replaced. Like you just can't. I, I do. I firmly believe that the majority of consumers out there when faced with the, the daunting home buying process want to be working hand in hand with someone that is knowledgeable, trustworthy, has their best interest in mind, and is going to act as like a guide um, through the process. I, I don't think it can be or will be completely digitized. I think there's always going to be a human element. But Agreed. Uh, to the extent that you can lean on systems, software, process, protocol, I think that there's a lot to the day-to-day tasks and and touches on files and things that can be facilitated, expedited, uh, worked through more efficiently when, you know, you've got people, the good, a perfect mix of humans 
mixing with the technology, right? And um, as someone that grew up with social media, you know, smartphones, tablets, all of these things, it, it comes second nature to us. I think you, sure. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Luke, but I think you'd say the same. Yeah. And so it's just much easier for us to embrace all the new technology and, and the social media platforms and the communication, you know, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram sure, Messenger, sure. like be able to meet people where they are and do things in a faster, more efficient manner by using these, these tools, even, even text messaging, you can say the same thing about text messaging, right? Oh yeah. And Most people don't yeah. use it the way they should like at all. Right. Right. And, and if you do these things, you know, I realized very early on that we're, we're in the communication business period, end of story. We get paid to communicate as loan officers that do we do lending of money? Yes. Is the product that we're selling, is that a home loan? Yes. But at the core of everything that we do, it's communication. It's communication with our clients. It's communication with our referral partners. It's communication with agents on either side of a purchase transaction. It's communication with the title company, the escrow company, the appraiser. It's all communication. And from the client experience, and the agent experience specifically your client as well transaction they're they're just a yeah different type of client right everyone wants elite communication nobody wants to be in the in the dark nobody wants to be surprised by anything and so the better we are at communication the better the experience they're going to have and that becomes our reputation right and as a service professional all we have is our reputation right and so I want to do all the things down to even the little things that establish myself and my team as elite communicators and elite service providers. And so I try and take the approach that if someone involved in a transaction has to reach out to me and or my team members to ask, where are we at? What's the next step? Haven't heard from you guys in a little while. Every single time I hear about that, a little piece of me dies right? as a service provider because I want to be red carpet, white glove. I want to be elite. And those are badges of honor that asking where you're at. Those are the badges that I have to wear and I don't want them. I don't want that because I want to be proactive, not reactive. Sure. I want sure. our team to push communication instead of react when people are asking. Yep. yep. So I think that's really at the core of everything that I've done. And it seems so simple, right? It seems so simple, but in order to master it, you know, it's still a work in progress. I'm not perfect. My team is not perfect. We still don't have it. We still don't have it down pat yet. The day is coming, but we're not there yet. And they will never grow. The day will never come. The day will never come because you'll you'll get to 99%. And next thing you know, there's something else changes. There's a new platform. There's always there's always an evolution. I I love it, man. Because just think about what I know everybody wants to talk crap about Rocket Mortgage Quicken, but think about what they're selling. What their offer is per se is click button, get mortgage. So, so, so think about psychologically what the consumer, because everybody thinks the consumer wants rate. They, they care about the rate. They care about the, you know, I want to work with a local mortgage broker. I want to work with a local loan officer that has the best rate. And yes. On the surface, that's what they say they want. But the reality is 
Quicken is literally running ads talking about click button, get mortgage, which means the consumer is more worried about, is it going to be easy? Is it going to be fast? And is it going to be a lot of work? Right. And, and I think what you've done is essentially replicated what, what they, what they sell into an actual system yeah. um, and, and created because it's, it's, it's super important. And if you haven't read this, if you're a loan officer, business owner, whatever, it doesn't matter if you run a business, the book, never lose a customer again, talks a lot about the customer journey because it talks about the evolution of, of customer service over the years. Right. It's, it talks about like in the seventies and eighties, like if you got a package and it wasn't broken, you were stoked. Right. <laughs> whereas like, whereas like, then, then, then we got into like, uh, then we got into, Oh, well it's getting here. It just needs to get here faster. And then we got into the Amazon era where it's like, if it's not two day shipping, it sucks. It's too slow. You know, and so like it's 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 gone from customer service reactive, reactive, reactive to we need to create a client experience, and we have to be proactive around. So it's not no longer customer service; it's customer experience, client experience, right? Yeah. It's not reactive; it's proactive. And, and I man, I love it because that is massive. And it's funny because I I did a refinance recently, and it was like someone I knew, and I was like, hey, like, and I I was like, is this how you guys treat your your normal clients? And I was, I wasn't, I was doing this because I'm a mark, I'm a marketer, right? I'm a marketer. And I was like, man, like I understand this industry, but I'm like, if I was a consumer that didn't know anything about the mortgage industry, I would be like, what the hell's going on? I understand. I understand how busy they were because I know, you know, COVID affected a whole bunch of things. There's their surge, but I know that, but the average consumer does not understand that. And so I'm like, if you're, if you're doing that to me, who I understand and maybe they treated me differently because, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a regular, you know, it's just like, it wasn't really a regular client. Um, but I was like, man, like this has to be better. Like you, your process has to be better. Like, I'm just telling you, like I had to reach out four or five different times, like what's going on. And then I got asked for things twice or I got asked for things that why wasn't this asked for on the initial underwrite? Mm-hmm. Like why? Like, so, so there was like a bunch of things like that. I'm like, I know this. My wife was frustrated. Like she was pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was like, this is normal. Like here's, and I, and I just get, you know, I, I calmed her down because I just understand. I understand what was going on, but there just needs to be better expectations. Um, and I was just like, you know, and it wasn't, and the thing is it wasn't bad. Realistically, it wasn't bad either. Cause I'm sure but there's, that, but that's, bad experiences. and I, I actually think that's a really good segue to a point that I want to make that, that I can point to as a success for growth and referrals from clients that are in process or past clients or, or even agents that are involved on transactions is that it's not enough in today's culture. It's not enough to just do the job, right? Not enough to just, okay. You know, we offer a plethora of loan programs. We have competitive pricing. We close all of our stuff on time. Commodity, commodity, good reputation. And like, everything on the list of those things, it's just, those are prerequisites for right. being in mortgage lending. Those are just prerequisites for being a loan officer. That's the oh. job. You're reading literally job duties of a loan officer. Right. Well, so they're all commodities. Special, right? Right. What makes us special? How do we differentiate? How do we earn future business? How do we build trust and rapport and, and be, and get clients to become raving fans? And the key for me to, to that success is communication, systematizing 
the communication so that it can be pushed proactively so that when someone reaches the finish line in the transaction, they're just like, I don't know if this is the standard in the industry. I, I don't have any perspective because I'm a first time home buyer, but man alive, like when I take a step back from this whole process and I think from where I started with my initial application and getting a diagnosis from Jeff all the way to when we finished, I was totally educated. I was never in the dark. I never had to ask where we were at. I never got asked for things a second time. And it seemed to just move lightning fast. I'm going to refer people that I know to him. Like that right. it was a phenomenal experience. And right. again, I don't know if there's better out there, but what I just experienced, I thought was phenomenal. And I want to give that gift to other people I know. That ultimately is at the core of everything that I've done. I, I am not somebody that can sit here and claim that I've got, you know, a million followers on Instagram or I've got a, you know, robust YouTube channel or, you know, pumping, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month on, you know, Google pay-per-click and blah, 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 to bring in all these opportunities. I have just tried to capitalize on word of mouth referral business that can come from being an elite service provider and an elite communicator. And I know that that's not a get rich quick scheme for anybody that's trying to just like go out and crush it because a lot of that just comes from longevity and years in the business and opportunities over time. But it's kind of, I mean, I really do think that it's, it's kind of like an exponential curve, right? I was putting in the time, putting in the time, learning from mistakes, learning from mistakes, started trying to build a team, started making tweaks, started systematizing things. And now like, I really feel like we're primed for takeoff. Like it is time now. And I know that a lot of people can say that right now because of the rate environment and because of COVID and the years that we had and all the stuff. And I know that 145 million is an awesome year. Um, I'm just, I'm hyper competitive and, and I want to keep growing and, you know, it might, I don't control the interest rate environment. I don't control any of the opportunities that were created from something like a pandemic. But, uh, when I get introspective and think about myself and my team and my business and how we have things set up, I really do feel like the foundation that I have today is as good as it's ever been. And I really do feel like it's like prime for takeoff. Well, I think that's important to talk about too, is, you know, we're just going to wrap it up real quick. But I think the thing that you've done realistically over the years is you've built the business for the future, which is, I think what, what loan officers need to think about is not, not what do I need today, but what am I going to need when, Hey, I'm closing 20 loans a month, 30 loans a month, 40 loans a month. Because if you build, if you build a business and systems around 10 loans a month, but you want to get the 30 loans a month, guess what? It's going to be really tough to get there because you're going to have to rebuild everything. And again, starting to think about how do the structure, how do you structure your business for the future? So here real quick, wrapping up, uh, Jeff, I think I probably know what you're going to say, but what's the one thing, what's one massive tip for loan officers in, in growing their business, right? My one tip would be every single interaction that you have with someone in a day, specifically in your professional life, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to be that, that friend or that family member that's like <laughs> going around the family barbecue. Like I do this, I do this for a living. I do this. Yeah, do, you have, yeah, yeah. do you have any clients that you can send to me? But bringing it into your professional life, my one tip would be, and, and some people will have a greater number of interactions with people. And some people are, you know, rookies in the industry just coming up and they're trying to create their own opportunities and create their, their interactions with people. But every single time that you're talking to someone, whether it's a client, uh, an aspiring home buyer, a, a current client, a real estate agent, a builder, a industry partner, whatever, that's an opportunity. That is an opportunity. And it might not be immediate business. It might not be like you getting a loan from that person, but you're planting seeds with your interactions with every single one of those people. And just know that how you carry yourself, the things that you say, what you stand for, who you are as a service provider, you're building your reputation with every one of those interactions. And bit by bit by bit, you're turning those into referral opportunities. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not going as far as just asking flat out, verbalizing, like, do you know anybody that's in the market right now to buy a home? Like, would you please pass my contact info on to them if you if you hear of anybody? Some people feel comfortable doing that. Some people don't. But I really do just think that like leading by example and, and, and walking the walk uh, that you are an elite service provider and a great communicator you know, it's infectious. Like people want to do business with those, with those personalities Mm -hmm. and you're going to create opportunity for yourself by just winning, winning those individual interactions. You can win the interaction, win the hour, win the day, win the week, win the month, win a year and it snowballs. Yep. Yep. I love it. And, and I think the, 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 the big thing, the, the sort of overarching theme there is you're playing the long game, right? You're communicating, but you're, 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 you're thinking about what does that look like? What does this cause effect for the future? Right. And I, and I don't even think you, you think about it in that, in that way, because I did a lot of things early on in my marketing thing where I just would, I would just talk to people. I would help people. Not with it, not with the expectation that, Hey, they're going to refer me someone in the future, but just like, I want to generally be a good human and help these people. I like to help people. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, that goes a long way because you build that reputation over time. You're the person that does X, Y, and Z, even though you never like specifically said, Hey, send me people that, Oh, I, you're the, you're the mortgage marketer. All right. I'm going to send, I've had people refer people all the time just because they, they they know who I am and I've talked about it enough, especially on social media. So you can do that on social media. You could do it like like Jeff talked about just in, in person with people. I mean, there's there's many ways to do that. And so I think that's the big thing, right? Like I, just to kind of wrap things up with just a little recap, like, you know, if, if you're listening to this, uh, your, your newer loan officer, just kind of start thinking about how you can go and build relationships, uh, but be communicative and all that sort of stuff and, and building, letting people know what you do. It doesn't have to be super awkward with like, send me all your business. Cause I, you know, I always thought that was weird uh, going to networking events and things like that. Uh, but I think the other thing that I think is super important is build your business for the future, build your systems, put your systems in place and, and think about the client experience. Um, because I think that's going to be, you know, where, where you're going to be able to stand out from those people like rocket mortgage. Because the thing is like tech and in, tech industry will disrupt. They're going to continue to disrupt this industry. Um, and, and, and they're going to do so because they are, at least in theory, simplifying the process. There needs to be human element, but they're going to simplify 
and, and expedite the process. And if you're, if you're not willing to get on that train and, and systemize and create this experience, you're gonna get left behind. That's just the reality. So thank you so much uh, for being here. Thank you, Jeff, uh, for being here. And thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand Podcast.